Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I like your broadcast voice. Woods edition. We're back in the woods. Um, we ran for the hills. And uh, for, I, I would say, fairly obvious reasons, we live in the literal epidemic of COVID-19, uh, no genuflecting, but um, we ran away to get back to the woods, and uh, well, we had quite an adventure on our way, didn't we? Yeah. We, uh, see, I always want to skip right to the... You want to just get to the end of it? No, no, this is a good story. Let's, let's, this is a story that requires details. We were on our way to uh, to our, our place up in Mendocino, which we've talked about before. We've recorded from here before. And um, same family. Uh, we're now with Jeremy. Um, Natasha's, I guess, juicing. I did get an eggnog latte yesterday <laughs> when I woke up. He presented you with an eggnog latte? Mm-hmm. I got to talk to him about that. But anyway, we're back. We're with Jeremy. Jeremy's actually become, if you can believe it, more manly because he bought um, some of the land adjacent to my property and he's uh, gotten into chainsawing and cutting down trees. So he's really into that right now. Um, Actually, there was a moment the other day where, because he's been, you know, he's always just laughing me on this manhood shit, but he just bought an Airstream and uh, had an electrical issue. And I was over there telling him what the problem was. And I was like, the problem here is that the gauge of your extension cord is way too small. It can't handle the load. That... And then I realized in the middle of telling him this, I was like, oh, my God, Jeremy, this is some man shit that I know about that you don't know shit about. And it was really a quite it was a quite a moment for me. And I looked at his wife, Miranda, tried to get some eye contact like, hey, you must be really turned on right now. Nothing. I would say she wasn't impressed anyway. Nor am I. You don't think elect- I'm an electrician. No, no, it's cute. No, I no, I think that's cool that you oh, okay. that you felt like okay. you had more information. That's, yeah, that's good, right. honey. Anyway. You need to flex sometimes. I did flex and my flex came through. Okay, so like flex okay. So we're on our way up. So just same situation. We're driving up north and we gotta get tested. We're gonna get tested for COVID nineteen. I had eighteen. I want twenty, but right now what we're dealing with is COVID nineteen. And we stopped at this spot, the only spot we could find uh, a rapid test. We wanted what's called, this is important, we wanted what's called an, uh, a COVID-19 antigen test. Because those are the 20-minute 20 the 20-minute ones. Those are the ones they swab you, and you get that antigen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We did not want to get the... 
Well, what's the other? The, the lousy body test. Right. That's the lousy one. That's the one. Well, whatever. We get to, to a place in Petaluma, California, little company called Test Before You Go. Sounds perfect because we're going and we're trying to get tested. We're positive. <laughs> so anyway, we pull up to Petaluma to this little testing site, total chaos. We get out. Natasha's like, they don't have the antigen test. They only have the antibody test. And I'm like, she's like, but they said it's exactly the same. So I'm like, I don't think it is exactly the same. So I get out. I'm talking. And she was kind of rude to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. She was uh, yelling at me saying, you know, they're the same test. It's just whatever your preference is. Your preference. Yeah. Like I'm picking ice cream flavors or something. <laughs> Right, where she like, I don't have a preference. I just, I just, I, I just said I just want to have a COVID test. And that's what she was saying. She was like, Oh no, no, these are COVID tests, a hundred percent. They're exactly the same, same efficacy, everything. And I asked her, I go, same efficacy? She's like, Yeah. So I go back, I call the company. You know, I'm going like this is like mild carrying. You know, I call the company. I'm like, this, this person's telling us that the the antibody test is. And she's like, What? No, that's not even a. That's not even a a COVID test. That's just a test if you had it in the past and are fighting off the virus. It's like, that's not the test at all. So I go back to the lady and I'm like, your own company is saying that it's not an effective test. Like we're leaving. And she's like, okay, sir, bye. Like no part of her was like, oh, I might be conducting a medical emergency at all. She was just like, get out of my face, fool, whatever. And I didn't know what to do. Cause I'm like, this is like, like danger. You know, it's like these people are in line waiting for a COVID test, thinking they might have it. That's why they showed up. Not everybody is going to some pod with some, you know, alpha male that they you know, are going to feel threatened by in front of their wife for a couple of weeks and try to prove their manhood through an anecdote about electrical um, extension cords and have even your wife not be impressed with that. That's not everybody's situation, you know. I, honey, I am impressed. Thank you. So these are people that have straight up symptoms and are going to get a COVID test. So I'm like, you can't, you're telling people that this is the same efficacy and it's just not. And I didn't know what to do. And I said to Natasha, I was like, should I, I feel like I should go yell that they're giving you a bad test. Right. And then we realized we were in an RV that looks like it's from the nineties and that looks, looks like, like that we live in. It just would probably wouldn't have been received <laughs> well, a man and a woman screaming out of their, you know, RV. This test is fake. Run for the hills. <laughs> so, so we leave. And she, and I was like furious. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. These people are like, they're, they're, te- they're definitely telling people that they're negative and just releasing them back into the community, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do I do? I call the fucking Petaluma newspaper. <laughs> he left a message. I left a message with the local Petaluma paper. I called the, the public radio for Northern California. And they, they were like, well, yeah, we just fired our news editor. So we don't really take news tips. I'm like, okay, bye. So we go to another test before you go. In Santa Rosa. Like an hour away. And uh, it's like chaos. Also chaos. I mean. A lot of people uh, finishing their lunch while they're testing people. Yeah, like, even, they were just all kind of like eating and. One of the clinicians. Very is poorly a, run. One of the clinicians. Is not wearing a, a mask. In a net gator. Like the kind of thing that, you know, the like floppy like floopy thing that the bicyclists wear when they want to pretend they're not COVID truthers, you know, it's a straight up guy in scrubs with a net gator with his like billowing aspirant aerosols flopping out of his net gator as a person conducting the the procedure. I think in a tiny tent where you're doing like COVID testing, you shouldn't, it shouldn't also be your break room. Like we're right. eating. So Natasha comes up and she's like, we just paid for this test, but they didn't even have the test. And they were like, no, we can't give it to you. And she's like, please, please. I need to get it. Cause we're going to this spot. And they're like, okay, ma'am, we'll do it. But we need to finish our burritos first. And they just sat eating burritos for like 45 minutes, making eye contact with Natasha. In the rain while I was like <laughs> waiting. But anyway, the point is. What's the point? We got our tests. We did it. And we, we, I walk out. And we're positive. We get two positive COVID-19 tests. Po- we, the, you, you know what liberal genuflectors we are. You know that we've been, we've been <laughs> hiding out and isolating, not seeing people, like really being pretty damn careful. But, you know, I've been to a store or two. I've had some like outdoor 
uh, you know, like walks with friends or whatever. Like, I'm like, how could we be fucking positive? Like, or like maybe when you ran into the hardware store and your KN95 mask spreading. So the new mutation spreads in a way that you can get it outside. All this shit, all this shit is running through both of our minds. I mean, Natasha thought I was kidding when I said we were positive. Like, so we got to call Jeremy. And of course he's very disappointed because he's like only weak, only weak men get COVID-19 real men don't. And I'm like, dude, I know. And we're, we, we don't know what to do. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like, like we have it. Like Moshe wants to drive back to LA and just get sick. I didn't know what to do. I was like, do we wait for our symptoms to kick in? Right. I don't want to be at my house when these symptoms kick in. Like I know, but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, look, I know it's like almost a hundred percent that I will be okay. Even if I get sick, I probably won't. And neither of us will probably go into the ICU. But if we do go into the ICU, we're fucking driving away from World War Three, COVID-19 epicenter, Los Angeles, ICU available, available beds at like 0%. So, oh, and by the way, we have no symptoms. Oh, we both feel totally fine. Like, we didn't get a test because we had symptoms. We got a test because we wanted to go fuck Jeremy together. <laughs> And we're and, and well, I'm like, this is so crazy. And like, I'm like, I'm terrified. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but like, I am Jewish and I am definitely like terrified of my own demise. But so, of course, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm going to die. Natasha's going to die. She's going to be caring for me as I die. And then our kid is in the back and she's like obliviously singing fucking Daniel Tiger songs or whatever. And I'm like crying on the way back to, uh, we finally decide, like, what do we do? We decided we'd get an Airbnb for like two nights and get a, what's called a PCR test the next day. And the PCR test is like the good test that, you know, because we're texting our friends and our friends are like, well, really those antigen tests are kind of bad. They're not that good. And they give false negatives is what they were saying. Like they give false negatives, but once in a while there are false positives too. And we're like, maybe we, is it possible? Like, let's go get a PCR test. That's the, that's the like creme de la creme, you know, that good, good. And, uh, so we decided, okay, that's what we'll do. We'll go get an Airbnb back in the Bay area. We'll, and in the morning we'll take a PCR test, right? Which shows if COVID has ever been in your body, like it can tell, like it's super sensitive. Yes. So Whereas we, the PCR might just be more if right. If you're the sick antigen, or the antigen, don't get confused. Or the antigen, yes. Don't get confused. It's very confusing. Well, first of all, it was like w- when they were giving those antibody tests instead of the antigen tests, I was sitting there going, oh, my God, like I see exactly uh, I'm looking at a failure in, in the medical crisis rollout, like on a microcosmic level, like these people, this little teeny testing site is sending is probably going to send 50 people with COVID into the community to go spread it. And that'll give it to like, you know, 50,000 people or whatever. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching this failure. Um, and, and it's like, it's this site where, you know, it's kind of for the masses or whatever. So we go home and we, we get it. I sign the only test I can find in the Bay Area that would test in the morning and give me the results the next day because that's what we're really trying to figure out. Did we get this? Is there on some like and how did we both get positive? Right. False positive. That's what felt like we got it because it's like how are they both both going to be false positive? But at the same time, like we feel fine. We don't have any exposure. We're calling everybody, and that's another thing you realize is like every positive COVID test has this crazy ripple effect where you have to call every person that you've spoken to and they have to call every person that they've spoken to. So our friends are, are, are like our downstairs neighbor, everybody starts calling their people. And like, it, anyway, we sign up for this PCR test. The only one we could do is this like super bougie concierge doctor that can get you in and out and get you the results the next day, super expensive. And we, we, we walk in. Oh, first of all, like that night, our kid is so oblivious. Like she's having, she's in this Airbnb. She's screaming while Natasha and I are like staring at each other, wondering which of us is going to die first. She's like, this is the best night ever. <laughs> and I'm like, this is literally the worst night I've, I maybe have ever had. And Natasha's like doing comedically ridiculous shit. Like touching my forehead like a like a cartoon nurse you know to feel for a temperature and then touching her own forehead and then looking back at me like nothing nothing (laughs) well it just felt so impossible to me 
it felt impossible, but also these two positive tests. So it also felt like because I hadn't been anywhere. It also felt like it's impossible. We don't have it. So we get this concierge PCR test. Dude's in like a crazy George Jetson like hazmat suit. He couldn't be more casual. He's like, take your mask off. Sit a while. I'm like, I got a positive test yesterday. He's like, Jetson don't care. So he we get the test, and he's like, we'll email you the stuff in the morning. We go to bed and and hoping against hope that something's going to happen. We wake up in the morning and yes, just like we expected, two emails that say such and such lab COVID nineteen test results. So, so we open it up and it's inconclusive. It says fucking inconclusive, inconclusive. Two of them. I'm like, how is it possible? How on earth is it possible that we get two positive tests? We go to another lab, we test, and two both tests come back inconclusive. At this point, I'm like, we've got it. Like, like something's up. Maybe we have a small case of it. Right. Maybe a mild one, or our viral load is low. I know my viral load with the my full blown AIDS is high, but like when it comes to uh, to to COVID, maybe that's low. Like I just don't even know. So then an hour after that, so we're making plans, right? We're like, shit, we've got it. We got a quarantine at this Airbnb. We're already here. We've already sullied it. Like we got to stay here in the Bay Area outside of our home for like 10 days to see how sick we get. And but what if we get to shed sick? our virus? Yeah, just shed that shed that hot virus. Our kid. Are we going to give it to our kid? What do we do? Like fucking it's just like but, but it's we're making all these plans. I get another email like an hour after my fretting. So I've had like I had time to calm down and then I'm like, damn, I do have it. And I get another email, test results, you, you are negative, SARS COVID-19 negative. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Now we got positive, inconclusive and negative. Like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so I call the lab, right? The concierge, bougie concierge lab. I'm like, they have to help us. And Natasha still hasn't gotten her test. and. So I'm like, I call him and she picks the, the lady at the slab picks up and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I had a positive test. I had an inconclusive test. Now I got a, now I got a negative test and, and, and like, what's happening? Like I'm, 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 I'm pulling my hair out and the lady's like, I don't have an inconclusive test for you at all. I have one result, one result only. And it's negative. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? Cause you fucking emailed me inconclusive <laughs> this morning. And she's like, well, where's your wife? And you still hadn't gotten yours, right? Right. So we're talking back and forth for 20 minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally I look at the email and I'm like, wait, are you guys Akala Labs? And she's like, nah, we're like bougie rich person labs or whatever. And I'm like, I realized like, oh shit, the the positive one, the, the, the crazy chaos net gator, we think that antigen and antibody is the same test people they're the ones that emailed us in the morning just coincidentally at the exact moment that we were expecting our results from this bougie concierge place and we're like we don't know what the fuck happened yesterday we got fucking you know pico de gallo on your tests because of you know the burrito plopped and sorry or whatever so we got we got inconclusive the positive was really an inconclusive and the pcr best you can do bougie ass george jetson test was SARS COVID nineteen negative negative, and now we're like, damn. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I was so scared. I thought I was gonna get sick, and I thought that I like made some mistake for my family or something. It was such a crazy experience, and then like next... I did something wrong, and now my whole family is gonna die or something. Right, and it's this crazy mind fuck because you know as a young person that's healthy, you're almost definitely going to be okay. Even if you, I mean, what was tripping us out was that both of us were feeling like, actually, that was something that was very funny. Natasha, the next morning, because we were kind of trying to convince ourselves, like, you know, we're asymptomatic. Like maybe it is a false positive because our friends were saying, like, we know people with false positives. N- Natasha gets up in the morning and she's in the other room with her kid. Like, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and how are you? How are you? What a lovely day. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Natasha, like we like climbed a tree and like picked oranges. Totally. And- <laughs> She's like, let's get fresh lemons and, and oranges to squeeze. Well, I just didn't feel sick. And I was like, all right, you're overdoing it. We get it. You're asymptomatic. <laughs> but uh, we, it was this, this feeling that you're like, that you're like, 
damn, your body feels such to feel like a time bomb. And by the way, we aren't even sick. Like we, we weren't sick. Like imagine you have symptoms and you're just like, is this going to be a flu like experience? Or is this going to be a pneumonia experience? Or is this going to be the end of my life? In the 48 hours that we thought we had it, you know, we were sitting in this Airbnb, like in silence reading. And then I started to feel kind of hot. And I asked Moshe if he felt hot. And he's like, why'd you say that? Right. And so then like, I was like, oh, nothing. And then... <laughs> I thought she was running a temperature. I'm like, you feel but like. I, I just wasn't sure. I was, you know. I'm like swallowing. I'm like, oh my God, I have a sore throat. Or the one thing I did have the entire time was this like tight pressure in my chest. And I'm like, I said that to Natasha and she's like, well, that's just anxiety, right? Which makes sense. But then I look at the the COVID nineteen symptoms, and it's like, you know, like you, you know, dry cough, body ache, you know, sneezing, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I don't have any of that. And then there's this teeny little segment that's like, but if you have any of these symptoms, immediately go to the, the emergency room. You are about to die from COVID. And it's like, of course, it's like pressure in your chest. And I'm like, fuck. Is it possible? That I'm 100% asymptomatic except for like the catastrophic you're about to die immediately symptom. Anyway, whatever. It was, I would call it a harrowing experience and nothing even happened to us. Like it was uh, the scariest. And I, I like, I just feel like if you were sick, if you are sick and you have it, like what a scary experience that must be yeah. to be like, damn, is this, what am I about to go into? And then the next fucking day. There's a huge article in the LA Times about how these tests are completely fucked up. Like, I don't know. I wish, I don't want to say, and I'm not saying on any level that these antigen tests are, are bad or should be avoided. I would never take one again, but. Well, they're different. They're more for like controlling um, the spread in different ways than a PCR test takes three days and it's expensive. And right, it's not right. that practical antigen tests could catch the sickness when it happens to kind of protect the places that it's you know where it's testing totally god forbid i should like be giving medical advice i don't know anything about it i know nothing about it so i'm not saying that all i'm saying is that the next day after we got these two false positives we um we then also read this article that was like all these fucking false negatives are happening with this 15 minute rapid test and it Long story short, like, it's no fucking wonder this thing is a complete chaotic mess. If you saw just this little microcosmic sliver of what what we saw just in, like, two towns in Northern California, and you start to, like, you know, if you start to to widen the aperture on that and think that in every town in America there's some version of this, like, the fucking National Guard should be the ones that are setting up stations in every city in America with, like, you know, full checks and balances, not some fucking burrito eating, like, I just got this job yesterday, I don't even work in the public health field, going like, I think antibodies are the same. But didn't you say Curative was a startup by a 25-year-old who had never done anything in the medical field well that was a story in los angeles in la the town that has become the epicenter of covid19 in the country the bulk of the tests they've been doing were from this company called curative who was started by a 25 year old tech entrepreneur with zero experience in the medical field i have heard or something uh and they have like rampant false negatives and it's like oh of course no fucking wonder la is collapsing the people they hired didn't it was like they hired fucking what's her name holmes from that hbo documentary to go do their rollout of their virus testing anyway we don't have covid i guess is the point (laughs) and we feel really good about that (sighs) but um yeah things Things are still intense, so let's take a call. Other than not having COVID, I will tell you this. I swear to God, this is true. The moment that we both, the moment, the the moment that we realized we didn't, that our test had come in negative, I was texting a friend who had been talking to about it. I'm talking like the second. I go, oh my God, I just got an email and talked to somebody. We're negative. We're negative. He's like, oh, that's great. Holy shit. A riot just entered the Capitol building. They're taking over the... It was like not one moment of peace, not one moment of joy. We No, I think we danced to ABBA for 30 seconds. And while we were dancing to ABBA, he's like, oh, we're in the middle of a straight-up coup attempt. I was like, this is 
Oh, we did get Abba. Unrelenting. We did so have glad a, we got that in. A minor celebration. That's nice. No better way to That's dance. all you need sometimes is a little bit of a mm-hmm. song in between the cracks. Yep. If you are in an ICU right now with COVID-19, all you need is a little bit of Abba. Just a little Mamma no, Mia. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Some light. Mm-hmm. Some light in the scary times. Um yeah, do uh, that was a long story. So maybe we should take a call. Yeah, let's take a call. Now we're going to call JJ in Portland, Maine. JJ. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you two? Good. I wasn't expecting you when I heard Portland, Maine. I wanted like a beefy, like lumberjack kind of you know, cuffed jeans and knee-high red red wings. Mm-hmm. I could be right back. I've got all those things. I would love that. I would. <laughs> what What's going on, JJ? Well, so I am in my early 30s. I'm not in like a serious relationship or anything. And I'm in school and will be for several years. And so I was wondering if I should freeze my eggs or not. Oh, you came to the right place. (laughs) Before Natasha takes over completely, what are you studying in school? Uh, Nursing. Cool. All right. Is there any reason why you wouldn't do that? Because it's cost prohibitive? Yeah, it's expensive. And school, I'm in a program that's really intense. And so, and for many years. And so I'm, I'm worried about like, is it going to super mess with my body and my brain in a way that will be miserable? Um, I mean, that's a, it's a real personal decision for you. Like I, I do think you have to a lot, a little bit of mental energy towards it when you decide to like take hormones and do that kind of, you know, if, if you do want to go through the process of freezing them, but maybe if you could do it on a break, you know, and uh, just kind of gear up and know you're going to finish it and, just do one round. Why not? Just to have. Do you get an employee discount because you're in nursing school? <laughs> not that I know so, of. Maybe I could uh, find a friend to do it or something. Oh, that would be kind of cool. I mean, like, I, I don't know. The only reason we have kids is because uh, uh, she froze her eggs. Like, that, that's the only reason we had a kid at all. Like, we tried everything else. You know, the traditional method? <laughs> yeah, familiar. You familiar with that? That's, mm-hmm. that's like raw dog fucking and <laughs> that did nothing i mean no when i was 37 before i met moshe i did freeze my eggs and i'm so glad i did and then when i met him they mixed it with his sperm yeah and i blasted on him they, you, you know how it works you know how it works they bring i don't know if you know this maybe this because you're in nursing you're new to nursing school right mm-hmm. okay so you probably don't understand the procedure uh what happens is they extract the egg from the woman they freeze it for a while and then they bring the egg out and they put the man into a little room and they, there's like a lot of different porn choices. And then he just sort of rubs one out and blasts on the specimen. And then at that moment, you have to scream, you know, you have to scream, I blasted. And then the nurse, which will be you someday, mm-hmm. runs in and grabs, grabs the, the, the hot load and then runs it back into the uh, into the lab. So that's right. That's basically uh, you probably aren't at that lesson yet. Not yet. They haven't covered that. OK, so there you go. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, why not? I mean, uh, I would say my thought is, like, I struggled with relationships for a long time. Natasha had plenty, but not ones that led to childbirth. And, like, it's like, I mean, the timeline of love, especially with a busy, successful person, like you are and will be with nursing, that you'd have no idea what the universe's timeline for you is. And if you have the privilege that, to be able to do something like that, like it doesn't seem like there's a downside because it's like, it's like insurance. Like when I met Natasha, I never even, I never thought, I certainly didn't, wasn't like, do you have eggs frozen? I knew she was older than me and I knew like, but I didn't even think about that. We, we tried regular style, then we tried doggy style and nothing was happening. And then we tried, um, in, in IVF and all that like invasive like egg harvesting that happens when you're and then that didn't happen and then she like 
unfroze her eggs and I blasted on one and it did, it, it went to, to embryo heaven. And then we went to another one and then we were down to one fucking egg. And like that egg, that egg is our, is asleep upstairs right now. So it's like, I think, I think, hell yeah. What if you don't, what if you don't fall in love until you're, you know, 50 and then you like you put it in a donor and you put it in a in a surrogate you know you just don't know the universe no, has its own timeline okay, there you go whatever i'm saying like who knows as long as you got a 10 out of 10 uterus like me you do the doctor did say that <laughs> that was yeah i guess a compliment he said a lot of weird shit he also <laughs> was like you got yeah <laughs> he was also but- like you got to yeah, go ahead, JJ. I was going to ask Natasha, you said you, it takes some mental energy. Like, how did you find the experience when you were going through it? I just sort of, I, I probably wasn't in a relationship at the time and just focused on getting it done. You know, like, because I think you you have to give yourself shots three times a day. I, I don't remember all the details, but it was like a whole schedule of like, and the hormones will make you tired and you know, a little, you know, it's, it's like anything, you know, you're, you're, you're just trying to emotionally not get too upset from the, you know, when you take hormones, it like, no, I don't know. No. Doesn't it make you think you're crazy? Don't you feel like you're a little crazy? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you felt a little bit crazy when you were taking them? Well, I don't know. I'm, I just remember being like at a dance club and being like, I got to take this huge shot and like <laughs> running into my purse. And like, she was like, it had to be done at midnight to like retrieve the eggs. And I just remember like punching it into my butt, you know, like, and then going back and like having a fun night, but like, and then bringing home the, the but, vial. Wait, are you talking about, you're talking about IVF. Yeah. She's talking about freezing your eggs. Well, it all felt like very similar processes. You I know? think like, it might was, be. Yeah, I think it might be kind of similar in the first. A lot of shots and yeah. going to the doctor and, you know, shoot like they measure your, I don't know. I, uh, I always think it's funny that like Natasha's act, her stand-up act was like, back then was like, one of your best jokes was like, I'll never be pregnant for long. Right. Great classic subtle abortion joke but it's like her whole person or your babies are like a dui from the universe that was another line from natasha's act like at the time you did freeze your eggs like you didn't necessarily even want kids right no i just kind of did it because i could afford to so i guess that's kind of the answer if, if you can afford to and it's something that you would like to you know if, if you think maybe there's a chance you might want to raise a kid then do it and uh why not? Yeah, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah. You did it at 37. So you, did you feel like you would have done it earlier if you could have? Were you 37 when you froze them? Yeah, but also the, I think that the technology wasn't even there. Hmm. Like, I think when I, when I got in, I feel like it had just, it hadn't been happening that much frequently yeah when she got in it was just a mechanics office with some dry ice in the back <laughs> and she just had to squat for a while and then right before her period hit they said cough and two popped out is that right yes honey yeah the good old days <laughs> i i think i just think if you're thinking about it that means you're like thinking maybe i want that maybe i don't but maybe i do why not have them in a freezer somewhere and then you can just go party you can go party for 20 fucking years and just have the time of your life. And then when you're like, okay, yeah, I'm settled. I, I, I'm i ready to do it. It's just sitting there waiting. That's what's weird to me. I mean, the problem is it is more beneficial to freeze embryos. And then that would mean that she would have to like find the partner now to freeze it, to have a bit better chance. But we didn't have that, right? No, but that's why only one survived probably. But we only needed one. She's cool. To get to know her. <laughs> We're going to have her on the podcast soon. Cool. <laughs> you should. Um, well, good luck. All right. Thank you. <laughs> think you're going to do it? What do you think? I think so. I think that what you're saying about the timing of the shots is a little tricky because, like, you know, I, I work and I work long shifts and it can be hard to, like, you know, when you're cleaning up poop to be like, I'll be right back. I got to go give myself a shot, you know. Well, that's what I mean. You have to kind of work it into your life. Like maybe you do it on a holiday break or, 
you know, however you can, a vacation even, I don't know, or a paid vacation. Or yeah, like one of those vacations where you go get a nose job, you know, where you're like, oh yeah, I'm going on vacation, but really you're just chilling in your house, you know, like, with, with, like on changing some... your bandages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that, but a little less intense. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Okay. Good luck, JJ. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I never really did ask you, like, why did you do that? Like, I feel so lucky that you did. And, like, it just feels so random because it was so in opposition to your persona to have done that. You weren't in a relationship. Were you? No. You didn't have anybody in mind. You didn't even know you wanted kids and you just happened to have. I mean, I just think that's so crazy to think. Intuition. Yeah, must. Yeah. You've got great intuition. You should always listen to me when I tell you things because it was my idea. You do have good intuition. I mean, honestly, like, I think that's so weird. Like, half of our daughter was sitting in a freezer waiting for the two of us to meet. You know what I mean? She's just like in there, like half a zygote, like just like somebody blast on me. And then like, now we have a family and it was just like in a lab and deep freeze somewhere. Science is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. All right, JJ, we think you should do it. What do you think? Should we do another call maybe? Yeah. All right. Let's call Paige and Hayo from atlanta hi hello age and hi hi yes hi what what, yes. what's up what's t- t- tell us more uh it's a dutch name i'm named after my father um i don't speak any dutch he's dutch i grew up in the u.s when you tell a bad joke does anybody say your name back to you like hi or something like that at all <laughs> Yeah, people make a lot of jokes about it. Um, what are some of the most common? Ohio. My friend's dad Ohio? just called me Buckeye because the Ohio Buckeyes or whatever. So. <laughs> sure. A classic college football nickname. I love it. I yeah. really fought the urge to give my kid a name that would bring them pain. But they were Dutch. They didn't know at the time, right? I mean, it was just some Dutch shit. It's actually a weird name for Dutch people also. So. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck is this Kyle? <laughs> this is not <Yeah>. Dutch. <laughs> okay, so Paige Hayo, what's going on? How can we help? So we have a dilemma. Um, we're torn on how to approach the situation with one of our friends. So uh, my childhood best friend, she we grew up in Wisconsin together, and she recently moved down to Atlanta because I set her up with one of his friends. And they moved in together for COVID. And it's been so nice to have her here. The four of us have gotten really close. Um, But over Thanksgiving, she busted him um, at like 3 a.m. in a car with a girl. And over a few days, it turned out that like he'd been hiding a drug habit from her. And like for months, he was sneaking out in the middle of the night saying he was going to a friend's house down the hall of their apartment building when in reality he was traveling across town to across town to do cocaine with um random people <laughs> and um so, so she um found that out and they they were dating for like two and a half three years before this and she that day that she found out we'd gotten together and she was like just waiting for the ring you know she was like ready to go um and so they like, haven't gonna give me she's like he's gonna give me a big rock He's like, well, I did get a big rock, but it's not what you were expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it hurts. Yeah. So um, they haven't broken up completely, but I've been talking to my girlfriend a lot and I'm kind of digging her side of saying like, we're going to figure this out, have our own conversations. Like every day it's either a great day or a bad day, but we're having a lot of good conversations. But Hayo is on the side of, she needs to get the fuck out of there. She can't help him through this time. It's way too serious for her. And I agree with that, but also I want her to be able to like make her own decisions. I don't want to push our opinion on it, especially if we're like blow up the relationship, get out of there. I'd rather her come to that conclusion by herself. Well, so a bit more context, like she said, they've been dating for like three years, which they have, but it's been long distance the whole time. He works in consulting. So he was like visiting her on the weekends or for like a week at a time. 
Wait, I'm like, sorry. Who is this woman you guys are both fascinated by? It's her friend. Okay. My, my childhood best friend, soulmate friend. Yeah. That she Mom. set up with Hayo's homie. Um, I see. P- Pookie from uh, New Jack City. And okay, and you guys are trying to be like their elders to give them advice. Well, they're friends. Right. I'm saying totally out of it. I just think that they shouldn't get back together because, like, this was all once they started living together because they were long distance the whole time. And, of course, the guy was still, like, going out on his own time. But then once they started living together, like, he was still doing that. They were supposed to be quarantined. She wasn't cool with it. Like, they made agreements that he wouldn't do cocaine and... Yeah. You think she should just say bio, Ohio, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think he was happy in the relationship either, but. I mean, as soon as drugs are involved, that's like, I think that's kind of where you have to draw your personal line. You know, like, I don't think I could be with someone who had a cocaine habit if they weren't getting help. Yeah. Paige, help me, take me through your, because it's interesting here because like, Hayo's more being like, this is your friend that you're saying she needs to get away from him. But like, what's up with your urge to not, is it like therapy? Like, I don't want to be involved in somebody else's process. Or are you trying to shield your friend's feelings from not having love, even if that love is doing coke with a, <laughs> a, a stripper in the backseat? It's, it's like that. Yeah. It's like half and half of like, I want her to be able to make her own adult decisions in her relationship and not be like, you need to get out of there and push her, especially if like I push her really hard and she ends up hating me for it. Like I've, I've given bad relationship advice or done, we've had our own mistakes in the past. I don't want to like push her away, but at the same time, like he is getting help. He started going to AA and he's got a substance abuse therapist and he's getting like back on a routine and things But like they haven't really broken up. They're probably going to stay together for a little bit. So my advice to her is always like, I'm here for you for whatever you need. I'm not going to tell her to blow up the relationship. But Hayo's like, you should tell her to blow up the relationship. You should tell her to get out of there. And so we're, the, the big question is like, how do we approach it? Because we're both friends with her now. And so I'm just like, how do we best console and advise her, I guess? So yeah, maybe attempting to be her elders. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I think that you have to wait to be asked for help. Yeah. Is she asking, what should I do here? Kind of. I mean, a little bit. It's like she's looking for validation. And she wants you to say, he'll, he'll get better. You, yeah. You stick around. Or, or maybe she is looking for us to say that it won't get better. You should get out of there and support her, you know, moving back to Chicago. I, I don't know. I have to say the times that I've broken up with someone, sometimes it really helps to have a friend kind of encourage you to break up with them. Well, also, you got like then a, you kind of like listen to them. You're like, yeah, they kind of know. And you also you got an inside man sitting next to you who's like, yo, I know this dude. <laughs> He's my yeah. personal friend. It's time for her to go. Like, that seems like your signal right there. It's not like you're like grasping at straws. Like, is this bad? I, how would I know? I don't even know the guy. It's like your partner is like, no, it's bad. Get the fuck out. Oh, I know what you're thinking. What is he thinking? What, what are you thinking? What am I? Yeah, what? What was she told you? Well, sorry, what the boyfriend told you. Um, oh, yeah, tell me. After the after the first breakup about how he, like, wasn't feeling as attracted to her anymore. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, and then, uh. I, I know that he, like, I really hope that he doesn't listen to this. But, like, I know that he, like, made, he literally, like, made plans to cheat on her and then, like, didn't go through with it. But, like, that happened. So I think, like, even without, like, the drug abuse problems, like, I Wait, don't think it's a good relationship. Why did you set up her nice friend uh, with your loser boyfriend? Set them your, up your loser friend. I didn't think he was a loser. He wasn't a loser pre-COVID. And then he just, like, got into really bad habits. He stopped traveling for work. So he wasn't, like, on his A game. We also, like, didn't, we didn't set them up to, like, start a three-year-long relationship. We were going to, like, Savannah for one weekend, and we were like, oh, you guys should come with us, my friend and her friend, and then... Three years later. Yeah. 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 Three years later, I'm to blame now. Like, she lived in Chicago, and he lived in Atlanta. We never thought that they were going to, like, start a three-year long-distance relationship together. Okay, I have a question. Are you kind of regretting it? Oh, I wasn't for the first two years. I thought they were wonderful. And so that's why, like, 
it's been a huge turmoil explosion of her finding all this out because she was under the impression that he was a really great guy and like had it together. They talked about the future. They, they adopted about, a puppy like a week yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, taking the puppy. Yeah. I mean, the thing is people really have to make their own decisions. Yeah. You know, they might have some magic charisma. Something happens when they're together. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. You can't judge other people's relationships. So she's going to have to make her own decisions. You can tell her what you see from the outside. Oftentimes when I have friends going through stuff, I will say, well, you know, every time you've talked to me, you've said this about that person. So you should think about that because, you know, maybe you really feel that, you know, like you can just mirror back what, what you, you know, I, 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 every time you talk about them, you seem kind of upset or are complaining. So maybe that's something to look at or, yeah, I don't think you have to tell them what to do. I I think that's true. Like I'm getting a sense page just based on my limited clinical experience here as a non-certified anything. Just that your thing is taking care of people's feelings, and like you're <laughs> that's your thing. Your biggest worry here is like I don't want to. I'd rather my friend. Uh, I'll just I'll have my friends stay with the coke addict and like just even though he's cheating and and said this horrible <laughs> shit about her like I, I don't want to hurt her feelings and make it uncomfortable and awkward and like Ohio's over here like yo that's my friend he sucks like get the fuck get her out like, extract extract and like it's just so obvious like you know you don't the the, the most likely thing that's going to happen is that you're going to say I don't think this is a good idea and she's going to stay with him anyway. And then you're going to watch that relationship crash and burn. You don't have that much power, Paige, that if you swoop in with a small bit of advice, she's going to be like, fuck, it's over. That was my love, <laughs> my, my long lost love. That was, it was, I was going to nurse him to health. We were supposed to be together. Nor are, is it likely that you're going to say, you don't have to say, get out. He's a dirtbag and you're an idiot for being, you can be like, from the story you're telling me, I think this isn't a good idea. And, and Hayo does too. And then she's got to make her own decisions. I mean, it's really, it's very simple. Like it's not, you're not going, just because you got them together doesn't mean you're going to break them up. And they, and it does, it does sound like there's probably someone else out there for each of them. Yeah. One, uh, for your, for your friend, there's probably a man out there that someday will be her, uh, her partner and they'll have a nice family. And for him, there's a a young lady in, I think Bogota that I think one day, (laughs) You want to find true love with what makes what about his story makes you think there's somebody out there for him? No, um, you know I can just feel it. Oh, intuition. Natasha really does have good it. intuition. Yeah, I mean he's in crisis. I mean in reality, like what he's in crisis. A lot of people are in crisis right now. It's COVID, and he's just having a drug collapse. This shit happens. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's also like for your girl. Like I don't see why. I hear you. It's not really your business whether they stay together or not, but it's also like it's it's okay. You don't need to be afraid of of telling anybody anything that you feel. The That's important thing is how are you two doing? Yeah, how are you two doing? We're good. We're our, um so our pan had been going really well and then um this week he tested positive. No. So, uh, I'm yeah. covid. Yeah. yeah. Is that from, uh, were you at a, a little, uh, your buddy out in a little, uh, wait, so now Paige, you're going to now Paige, you're just like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Why are you, it's too late. I think it might be too late. Yeah. We were like right. together for four days until he tested positive and I just figured there's no way I don't. But are you going to get tested Paige? I tested negative, but I'm going to get tested again next week. To make yeah, but what, once you test negative, shouldn't you be like not in the same room after? I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're already uh, together for a week. So, like, I don't know. Okay, then. So, um, what's his name? Hayo. Hayo, do you He's have He's right any... there. Hayo, I'm sorry. Do you have any symptoms? Um, I lost. I had a cold yesterday, and I can't smell anything anymore. Oh, um, that's about it. I love this casual COVID right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. yeah, it definitely could be worse. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it could exclusively got, like, be worse. This, wait, so you couldn't smell anything or taste? I can't smell. I can still taste. I'm hoping I don't lose that. Can't smell and then just like not even a cough? No. What was the other thing you said happened? Tight like, like, Maybe we do have it. 
We tested positive this week, and then it was a false positive, you guys. Oh, my God. Terror. We went, we went and got another test, and it was not. It was a false positive. We had no symptoms. It's a whole situation. But, Hayo, I'm oh, all, whatever God. you got, I want that Hayo COVID. Yeah, Hayo, are, are you feeling like you're going to get worse, or are you just like, this seems like it's it? No, I mean, on Monday was probably the worst, where I had, like, a headache and a slight cough. But That's actually, Paige, you know what? This is smart. You catch that good Hayo COVID. Then you're going to get this little, whatever this cold and a and a loss of smell for four days COVID is, you emerge with all these antibodies. You guys are going to be out partying and doing coke with his friend. Ugh, terror. No. <laughs> Even that laugh makes me uncomfortable. He turned, he laughed, he COVIDed. What a world. All right. Well, I think that you guys should um, mind your own business a little bit. And um, be there for your friends and take care of yourselves because he has COVID and you probably have it now too. Yeah, so you, you kind of need your energy for yourself right now. <laughs> you're That's right, what you should right. say. When you get your positive test, call your friend and say, listen, I have COVID and it's my final wish that you break up with this guy. <laughs> that could be a- no, but you know, the... The important part is you guys are good friends and you really do care. And I can tell, and that's so nice. It's so great that there's people who care about each other, you know, that much. Yeah. It's really nice. And I, and it's a nice effort to try to bring two friends together, but you know, it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a player. She's, it didn't work out, but now they're just kind of like running on the fumes of it probably. But you yeah, two seem sweet. So just be grateful. I don't know if you feel this way, but be grateful you have each other. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that in this whole pandemic, watching people having such a hard time, a lot of people having a hard time, having somebody right there by your side who's COVID positive is really <laughs> what it's all about. Of course. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys Good luck, so much. You too. I love you too. I love the podcast. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for listening and thanks for calling. And I guess I just want to say one more thing. bye Bye-o. Bye. He did seem to have an extremely light case of COVID. And casual about everything. He's like, yeah, it's time to get out of there. My friend's a philanderer or coke addict. Yeah, I got that COVID. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. He seemed kind of cool and laid back, and she seemed like the feeler in the couple, you know? Oh, man, what a tangled web. Uh, Tosh, I don't know. What do you think we should do? Should we just, we should check on the kid. Yeah. We did leave her in a cabin. Yeah, I, I think uh, we've got to let, let our friends who are watching her uh, have a break. All right, well, there's only one thing left to say then. I love you. I love you too.